Welcome to the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. The Take Your Place team is made up of five universities and nine further education colleges from across the east of England. We are an impartial project dedicated to giving you the information you need regardless of where you're applying to study. Since 2017, we have worked with over 30,000 students from 100 different schools, colleges and sixth forms, helping them to explore their options and discover their potential. Now we hope to help you too. In this podcast series, we'll explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you to explore your future apprenticeship options. I'm Tiff and I work as a higher education champion for the University of Suffolk. In this episode, we will be talking to Hannah, who is in her first year as a healthcare support worker at Royal Papworth Hospital in Cambridge. Hannah was interviewed by my colleague Rupert, who works for the University of East Anglia. Hannah talks about how she found the application and interview process for her apprenticeship with the NHS. She touches on how the work experience she had before applying was crucial in her choice to study a nursing degree apprenticeship. Hannah also discusses the type of work she gets up to in a typical week and how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected her job. I'm joined today by Hannah, who is currently studying a nursing degree apprenticeship, and she is in her first year as a healthcare support worker at Royal Papworth Hospital in Cambridge. Thank you so much for joining me today, Hannah. Could you start by telling me about your current course and what the next few years of your apprenticeship will look like? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm doing, as you said, a nursing degree apprenticeship at Royal Papworth Hospital. The ward that I currently work in is critical care and my apprenticeship is based in that area. The next few years of my apprenticeship, there is two parts to it. So I'm currently on my assistant practitioner part where I work as a healthcare support worker full time and then study at uni one day a week. After I get my band for as an assistant practitioner, which is part of my foundation degree, I can apply for a nursing top up course university and that's another 18 months. So once that's all done, I'll be a qualified band five nurse. There's so many different roles within the NHS. Could you tell us about what types of thing you do as a healthcare support worker? Yeah, so as a healthcare support worker, we assist the nurses with most of their nursing roles. So a lot of things I've learned is things like personal care for patients, simple things such as washing patients. On critical care, they're intubated and they're normally sedated. So being asleep or being in a coma, there's particular ways to care for patients like that. They are at more risk of things such as infections and skin getting sore. So that's a really important part of our job. Other clinical tasks such as kind of wound care, taking blood, applying dressings using aseptic non-touch techniques. On critical care, as healthcare support workers, we can assist the nurses to extubate our patients. So once our patients are ready to not be attached to the ventilator anymore, we can take out their breathing tube and that's something we assist them with. And also because Royal Papworth is a specialist cardiothoracic hospital, we have things such as chest drains and we help remove those for the nurses as well. So as healthcare support workers, we kind of support all the patients and all the nurses. We're not just assigned to one patient a day. Um, and we're kind of the runners for the, the ward. We help with the emergencies. That's kind of the key part is the first people there in an emergency. Obviously in critical care, our patients are high risk and they are very poorly so that's a really important part of our job and yeah just being there for the nurses assisting clinical tasks when appropriate and it's a nice role to talk to the patients get to know your patients and yeah it's very rewarding sounds like you're really busy lots of different experiences let's go back a little bit could you tell us about how you first became interested in doing an apprenticeship what was your route from GCSEs through to your current position now 
So after my GCSEs, I had good grades, I was happy with my grades, but I wasn't convinced by what I was going to do yet. And I hadn't had enough work experience in the different sectors to decide. A lot of my friends knew and I was feeling a little bit, you know, I should know by now and what to do. So I thought my best option would be to go to sixth form. So I went to Commerce in sixth form and I studied biology, psychology and English language. Three subjects I really enjoyed, but also I knew going forward would give me a lot of skills that could I, I could apply to the healthcare sector if I went that route. I think growing up, I always knew I'd work in healthcare, but because as you said, in NHS there are so many roles it has been hard to decide where I want to go and what route I want to take so yeah I went to competence and did those A levels and then from there again I wasn't definite on my course at university I wasn't sure I wanted to go to university it seems like a lot of people go to do courses they're not completely convinced on after sixth form I got a job as an admin assistant just to get some money and take some more experience kind of in healthcare outside of that role as well and yeah I just started to build my skills in communication in the professional world and from there I did another job which was more linked to healthcare and that was at NHS 111 and that was great in terms of my healthcare experience communicating with patients on the phones helping with their health problems and getting to learn a bit more about the anatomy and physiology as well so all of that integrated into one I knew that healthcare was the way forward for me and then it was just kind of a waiting game really I knew that apprenticeships were coming up in healthcare I hadn't heard about them during school or during sixth form but I was aware and I thought maybe they're going to start to become more popular as the need for nurses rises so yeah I just waited I kept working and then when I saw one come out I thought it's been worth the wait and I'll apply for that. Through this series, we keep hearing about the importance of doing work experience. This is both to strengthen your application and more importantly, to see if you enjoy that type of work. What type of experience did you get before applying? So before applying for my apprenticeship, I did take my initiative during school in sixth form to approach local hospitals and ask for kind of shadowing weeks and things like that. It definitely is important to strengthen your application, but also it's just an insight into the different roles. Obviously in the NHS, there are so many different roles out there and I, for one, wasn't sure which one I wanted to do. I did a couple of weeks with an occupational therapist at Addenbrooke's. I did some work experience in one of the labs in pathology at Addenbrooke's also some care home experience just kind of in each different area so I could find out where I wanted to work obviously it is hard because two weeks isn't a long enough time really to figure out if that's for you but just an insight would allow me to then know a bit more about the role get to know some people in the area and then see going forward that's something that I'd like to do yeah so definitely it's it's a really helpful thing to do and especially for me it gave me that level of experience that when you go into an interview and you say that I've done this and I've done that out of my own back they appreciate that and it shows that you're really willing to learn How did you get in touch with places that you wanted to do work experience? Did you email or phone? How did you approach them? I did a kind of a combination of email and phone. I did write to some places. So when I moved to Ipswich, I wrote to some of the local hospitals and said, you know, I'd like to do some work experience. I'm thinking of applying for nursing. And normally they're really accepting of that because they know that it's a role that you don't really get hands-on experience until you apply for it. And for a lot of people, that's quite a risky thing to go into. I also emailed Adam Brooks and I just said, you know, I'm a student at sixth form. I'd like to get some experience in this field. And they're really, really welcoming. You just fill out an application form. I think I had to get a couple of teachers to sign it just to confirm firm that's where I was going and then um, they're happy just to accept you and just to give you a couple days shadowing and it's really nice because there's always a team there and you can ask loads of questions I remember when I went to occupational therapy there was an apprentice there actually and I was asking her all about her apprenticeship and that's when I really started to realize they will start doing them for nursing soon but work experience is definitely the best way to get your foot in the door really and on your CV it's really good and it shows you're really willing to go the extra mile to build your skills that's great and if you are listening to this do listen to the other episodes with the apprenticeship teams at Adam Brooks West Suffolk and Norwich because they will give you some more insight into how you can get work experience there. So when you started applying for apprenticeships, where did you look to find vacancies and how did you find the application process? 
I normally found the vacancies of apprenticeships on the NHS jobs website. Also, some of the government websites, they do have them as well. But NHS, you can choose your local area and the hospital and the kind of the departments. So that, that I found really useful. So for the application for the NHS jobs website, um, it is quite long. It involves a lot of personal details and also a couple of work references. And then you get the chance to do a supporting statement. For me, I think this is the most important part of the application. It's a chance to put in all of your skills, all of your experience into one kind of big, not an essay, but a lot of writing to really sell yourself and I think this is probably the most important part because you're showcasing yourself and your skills it's a chance to really portray how your experience has helped you and how it's shaped you um, going forward in the healthcare sector also why you'd like to apply what skills you can bring to the role so that's definitely the most important part of the application process and then it's a lot of kind of legal things as well just to get through that it does take a long time but it's important that you put the time into that because they are competitive the apprenticeships you need to really stand out in the crowd and the way to do that is to put in all of your skills in one place and show that you've made the effort to get as much experience as you can. Absolutely. I, I would really agree with that. That supporting statement is so important in a job application or a university application. You can definitely get help if you're a school or sixth form college. You can get help from teachers or careers advisors. Often people who go to UCAS get a lot of support, but it's exactly the same. If you're applying for an apprenticeship, you can get support with that as well. So once you are successful in the first part of your application, then you are invited to an interview. How did the interview process work? And do you have any top tips for someone going for an interview at the NHS? So my interview process, um, it was a day-long interview once my application was kind of shortlisted. It was a combination of Anglia Western University and my employer, Royal Papworth. So it was a, a day thing. I had a maths test and an English test and then scenario questions and then an interview. So it was quite a long and tiring day. I did a lot of prep for it. The top tips going forward would definitely be to get to know your job role. I think that's really important is to show that you've looked at the job role, you looked at the criteria for your role. You try and tickle as many things as you can for the desirable and the essential criteria. Um, if you can't tick them off, you explain you're willing to do them or that you've got something booked in to do it. So for example, one part of the NHS jobs is the care certificate as a healthcare support worker. That's kind of certification you have to get once you start working in the hospital, just to build up your skills within patient care and just to prove that you're competent at doing those skills. That's something that I hadn't had, but I made it clear in interview I was willing to put in the extra work, you know, go to extra days to get that done as soon as I started working there. And they like it when you show you're passionate about doing things kind of straight away to get the ball rolling. And it shows that you read up about the role as well. Top tips as well for kind of the, the tests that I had to do would be just go back to simple maths and English back to GCSE. Maths has never been my strong point and that is something I was worried about. So because I was worried, I put in a lot of extra work. I really went back to my school days, kind of the simple things like adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing without a calculator and then making it a bit more harder by looking at kind of job calculations and things like that. But that's kind of just going an extra mile just to make sure I'd covered everything. The English tests, I just had a practice of doing some kind of NHS questions. So kind of what's my concern in the minute in the NHS how do I think we could employ more nurses things like that just so I practice my grammar and my punctuation I'd been two years since I'd been in sixth form so I was kind of out of practice a little bit so I found that really helpful to get that going again just to get my brain back in the academic headspace and for the interview of course you have to know what you're applying for. also for the job role that's really important and the interview again as well as a supporting statement it's another chance to sell yourself they will normally have a copy of your application in front of them but it's good to just reiterate your skills and obviously in person you can really showcase that you can be a big communicator you can be friendly, you can be approachable to them, you can show your passion through for your speech, not just for your writing and the application. In terms of questions that I had prepared for them, it was kind of about the start date, just to show that I was interested in when it would start. I think they I asked them about when I told them about my holiday notice, just to show that I'm really on top of things and I knew what they expected of me. So they can expect that of me going forward if I was to get the role. And again, a key part of my interview was giving them examples of my experience that I'd gained and not just my professional experience from work experience, but my personal experience and how that shaped me 
me to want to go into the healthcare sector, kind of personal family experiences surrounding health and how that's helped me grow as a person and mature. Because you do have to be mature to go into something like a nursing apprenticeship. It's um it's hard, but it's definitely worth it. And once you showcase that you've got experience, they, they really do like that. And that's what I managed to get out in my interview. Brilliant. Some really good tips there. Thank you very much. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do in a typical week of your apprenticeship? A typical week of my apprenticeship would be I'll do two or three 12 and a half hour shifts a week at the hospital and then one day a week I'll go to Angular Ruskin to study. Obviously at the minute during COVID it has all been online via Zoom. We've not been in uni since COVID started but it has been going on and it has been working fingers crossed so far. In terms of my normal week as I said the shifts are 12 and a half hours that does include days and nights and it's kind of the same routine normally every day in terms of the patients but being on critical care that is very unexpected things happen we get emergency admissions, emergency patients. It is quite a lot going on it's normally a very busy environment normally it's things like assisting with ct scans if patients want to go outside the duck pond we can help assist our patients are very high risk and they require a lot of support at critical care normally it means they've got one or more organs that are failing so in terms of my role as healthcare support worker i'm really there to assist the nurses and to be there for anything that they need our care at royal papworth is one patient to one nurse so the nurses cannot leave their bed space they're there to look at the patient 24 hours so we're in charge of running being there for emergencies collecting stock helping them with anything they need for their patients and lots of clinical roles as well so just kind of dressings and wound care but of course it's a typical week but it's normally it's not the same every day it's very different it's quite unpredictable you do learn a lot as you go on critical care because you know every day is different i do like that but it can be scary but with time you do start to get used to kind of the way it works and the layout of it and with the team as well you do grow in confidence as you go through it and as well as kind of working and studying at the same time there's other opportunities to learn and grow at the hospital i think as student nurses there's opportunities to kind of excel your skills and to go to different departments to just learn more about how the hospital works as a routine so for me i wanted to watch heart surgery so that i could then see the type of care we give for the heart surgery patients once they come out of theater so i went to see an aortic valve replacement on a patient in theater which was absolutely incredible and it was just one of the coolest things i've ever seen as well as seeing theater i've also been to adderbrook to see a post-mortem in the mortuary again this was not only good for growing my anatomy and physiology skills but it was just a good way to get my foot in another area and it was very eye-opening personally it's quite an experience to go through and that's just two examples of really exciting things that I get to do daily just to grow my skills and my experience. Uni is difficult because you are working full-time and you're studying but there is support available and it's important to note that on my typical week I'll have a couple of healthcare support worker shifts and then a student shift and for that student shift I'm put with my mentor and that's doing the student nurse things kind of one-on-one with the patient in the bed space but as I said before as a healthcare support worker you are running around all of the patients, all the nurses at once. So it's less focused on the nursing role as the healthcare support worker role. In terms of COVID-19, I'm not going to to paint a lovely picture. It has been really challenging. I think physically in terms of all the PPE we've had to wear for kind of 12 and a half hours on end, that's been really exhausting. It was really hard. We're obviously coming out of the other end now, but there's no saying that it won't happen again. So it's still good to be aware and alert of what's going on. I think personally for me, emotionally, it was quite hard. I think I was away from my family and we were seeing a lot of really, really poorly patients who couldn't see their family and we're in masks and they can't see who we are. But the one thing that I have definitely gained out of COVID-19 is it has confirmed for me that I definitely do want to be a nurse. I've seen kind of nurses just step up to their role in critical care. We've had nurses that normally work on the normal day ward come down straight away and they're given the most complex patient you can in critical care and they've stepped up to it. They've had to learn as they go during the shift and it's been as hard as it's been it's been a very inspiring time for me to see the role that I will be doing once I qualify and as well as you know it is emotional and it has been quite draining emotionally I'm not going to lie but it's also fulfilling because we have 
have seen a lot of our really poorly patients that have been in critical care for you know 100 days plus they're now at home with their families and the care that we provide at Papworth as well it's really inspiring to see daily so I know that I'm in the right career for me as hard as it can be on critical care. Yeah, thank you for sharing. That's really interesting that such a hard time has kind of confirmed that it's something you really want to do. How did you find having to move away from home for your course? I was 19 when I moved away from home. Something I didn't think I would do until I was a little bit older. But because of the location of the apprenticeship and the location of the hospital, it did make sense just to move here and just to start kind of fresh on my own. As scary as it is, it's probably been one of the best things I've ever done along with starting this course. I've had to mature very quickly, I think, at that age, not only with moving, but starting critical care at the age of 19. That is is quite a daunting experience. And that alongside moving on my own was scary, but it's definitely matured me in a really good way. It's nice because I do have my own independence. You know, I'm in charge of all of my own finances. I, I do it all myself. It's nice that I have my own car so I can come and go as I please, do my own food shopping. And in terms of that, I think at the age of 20 to, to be doing all of that, it's really nice. And I, I do feel very independent. Saying that, obviously, my mum and dad are always there for support. And I do go home often to see them, which is really nice. But I do enjoy living on my own and having that kind of independence and freedom as a working person. It's something I didn't think I would be doing at such a young age and um, yeah I'm proud to be in the position I am at the minute it's nice. So you mentioned a bit of financial independence there so a huge benefit of doing an apprenticeship is that you get to earn a salary as you train how have you found that? Yeah, I think it's one of the best ways to do it, the apprenticeship room. As you say, it's like you are getting paid for your work. I think I do feel really sorry for nursing students that do the normal uni course and they're working full time and they're not getting wage for it. It isn't fair, but that's why I think doing the apprenticeship route is definitely the way forward. It is lovely to be working and studying and seeing money going into my account. It's it's really nice. It means I can pay for my accommodation. I can pay to go see my friends. I can pay to drive back home to see my mum and dad. It's really nice. And it is a really nice way to keep motivated, I think because it keeps you you know I'm on the right track of where I am at the minute and yeah it's just nice to say that when I'm qualified I'm not going to have any of that debt it's going to be really nice it's definitely the way going forward I think in terms of student apprenticeship and getting a paid salary while you work you just feel like you're being appreciated and it makes the hard work kind of worth it in, in the way of a salary yeah definitely in those days when you're sat at university you're still getting paid which must be pretty nice exactly it's the dream <laughs> So talking about university, you mentioned it a little bit already. How do you find the studying part of your course? The studying part of my course is good. It is hard. I think because I hadn't had, I hadn't done things like health and social care at, at college. So I hadn't had a lot of preparation in terms of that. But I did do biology A level and that definitely was very helpful when it came to my first module, which was anatomy and physiology. So that was very helpful. Uni is great because you do, you know, kind of theory, but then you also do some practical hands and experience, like kind of just simple things such as bed making, end of life care, things like that in my clinical skills labs which are at ARU which are really good and at the minute it's one day a week that we go to uni so every Thursday nine to four is when we'll go to uni and then some weeks will be theory one after the other other weeks will be doing our student shifts once a week so there is a block plan that's kind of separated to show theory and practical weeks it does sometimes have to change depending on you know work and depending on shifts we need to meet the requirements of the unit at Papua so sometimes it can fluctuate on the block planner but it is normally set to that rigid structure of theory and then um, some practical shifts as well so you can pitch practice theory but that is the other thing to make a point on is that even though it is set out that way, because I'm already working on the ward as a healthcare support worker, I am always learning my environment anyway. So even if I don't have a practical shift in one week, I'm still able to go to the bed space, speak to a nurse that I know and say, would I be able to assist with this? Can you show me what this is? I'm, you know, they're very friendly and able to teach you and they like to teach you. And so even if I don't have a student shift for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I'm always learning my environment. And again, that's part 
of the really positive thing about the apprenticeship is that I'm not sat in a classroom. I'm doing more work than I am sat in the classroom. So I'm constantly learning, constantly learning different experiences, seeing incredible things, getting to know patients, at the same time building all of my skills when I am finally qualified as a nurse. Sounds very similar to when I did teacher training and I was thrown into schools and getting thrown into the environment is kind of such an important way to learn. Absolutely. It's the most helpful thing. So you've mentioned already that hospitals can be a really stressful place to work, especially during the current pandemic. What kind of support do you have to help you? So I have my personal mentor at work. So Sarah, she is my mentor for my student shift. So I'll always be allocated with her during a student shift. It means that she can sign me off on things. She can watch me progress throughout my different skills. And then when it comes to the end of a module, she can provide me with feedback and tick me off and help me send things off as part of my kind of my progress reports that you get to learn about during the apprenticeship and ARU and also because I work with her as well it's just really nice because it's not kind of a new face we work together and then I get to work with her on my student shifts and that's really nice as well as other support at work there is things like there's mental well-being services at work obviously during COVID it has been a struggle for a lot of people so that's also another available support to talk to people the other thing is at Royal Papworth I feel everyone is approachable so I do feel like there's a lot of support daily for me regardless of having a mentor and the occupational health services it's just a nice environment where you can approach anyone and talk about any feelings you're having or support that you need it can be hard and I remember when I first started in critical care it was it was quite a challenge and it still continues to be a challenge now I still get nervous for my shifts but I always end up enjoying them and kind of the rewarding side of it always outweighs the the scariness and anxiousness of it and yeah as I said there's a lot of support available and there is I believe at ARU there is also a health welding service you can talk to personally for me I would go to the one at hospital because it's kind of linked more to my work environment not to my actual studies but either one is very helpful if you do need extra support or anything like that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Hannah. To finish off, could you tell us about some of the best things you've had the chance to do or learn through your apprenticeship? The best things I've had the chance to do, I think, would be helping a patient that is, you know, extremely poorly. It's the daily things for me that make it really rewarding. Because of the cardiothoracic at Royal Papworth, we have something called ECMO, and it's a machine that supports the lungs. So it takes out carbon dioxide and it pumps in oxygen when the lungs are failing. It's a very complex kind of type of machinery, and it's only offered in a think four hospitals in, in England so it's quite a unique thing that we have at Papworth and it's it's really cool. For me I like the ECMO and I find that really interesting to learn about. As I said when you have patients that are on ECMO some things like going from the bed to the chair requires five people. It's very challenging there's lots of pipes in the way, lots of wires, medication lines. The patient is of course very weak, can't do anything for themselves. So for me it's the daily things that make it really amazing just helping patients just simple things like that. I think during Covid it ended up being simple things such as FaceTiming the families with the patients because obviously we can have any visitors in. So that was one of the things that was keeping me going was the FaceTimes and seeing the patients' faces light up, you know, when their wife pops up on the screen. But going back to normal slowly, we'll have visitors in again. And that's another really rewarding part is getting to know relatives, getting to know the families and the patients. I think at Papworth, we really try to get to know the patients and don't just see them as kind of a number or a person on a bed. We like to make it more personal, get to know what they like and they dislike. So yeah, I think it's the daily thing for me that I, I learn I learned from so much in my apprenticeship. As I said before, the chance to go to theatre, the chance to go to see a post-mortem, the chance to do a shift on the day will see what that's like. Everything that I do will help me grow in my nursing apprenticeship and it's, it's all really valuable skills to learn. Brilliant. Thank you so much. It's okay. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcast at soundcloud.com slash takeyourplace or your favourite podcasting app. You can also find us on Instagram where we are at takeyourplace underscore he, on Twitter at takeyourplace he, 
and on Facebook at facebook.com slash takeyourplacehe. You can also email us any questions, requests, or just let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.